Hey, welcome to Choir Talks. Today we're going to continue on in Revelation. We're looking at Revelation chapter 5. It's a continuation of the same scene that we started last week, so you might refer back to episode 60 if you want more information. So John has been ushered into heaven in the Spirit. He just has this vision of the throne room of God. In chapter 4, he sees um, God in particular and the worship around the Father. But in chapter 5, his focus shifts now to Jesus Christ, and we see the worship and adoration around Jesus Christ. So here's what it says, verse uh, 1 of chapter 5. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, of course that's God the Father, a scroll with writing on, on both sides and sealed with seven seals. All right, this is really unusual to have a scroll with writing on both sides. I'm not really sure what that means, but it probably suggests that whatever this scroll is, is complete and a final document now. The fact that it is sealed with seven seals, and, and we've already talked at length about the fact that seven is an important number in Revelation. The number means perfection and complete. So this document, whatever it is, is complete and final and sealed. But nobody really knows. Uh, there's a lot of discussion on what the, the scroll is about. Maybe it's the uh, Christ inheritance in the believers. Um, I, I don't know, and, and the bottom line for us is the focus here is not so much on the content on the, of the scroll, but on the worthiness of the one who would be able to open it. So here, how this sounds. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the scroll uh, and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside. I wept, John says, and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. All right, here's the beginning of the introduction to the person of Jesus Christ from a heavenly perspective. Uh, he gets a lot of titles here. First of all, he is the, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Now, this is a theme that runs throughout the Old Testament going all the way back to, uh, to, to Jacob when uh, he makes this prophetic utterance over his children. He says of Judah that he is like a lion's pup and that uh, through him there would be always a scepter and a throne. So in, in prophecy, he was able to see that there would be this kingly line come out of, out of Judah. And so sure enough, Jesus is the fulfillment of that. He is the ultimate king of the Jews. He is the ultimate lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, here's another title for Jesus. The root of David, he says, has triumphed. The root is also a pervasive image. It goes back to Isaiah and perhaps even back to Genesis. The root of David um, is interesting because he is David's son, uh, because he is in the lineage of David, but he's also the root of David. He is the source of David as he is the creator, John chapter 1 tells me. And so he has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Now in a minute, we're going to hear why he is able. So John has this, this spoken image given to him of this lion, and I'm sure he is ready to see the lion of Judah. And as he turns and looks, he sees something really different, not a lion, but a lamb. 
Verse 6, Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding bowls of incense. Let's just stop there because I want to focus on that in just a second. So we get this fantastic image of this, this lamb. Lamb is also a very pervasive image throughout the Old Testament. Those of you who are Christ followers are very familiar with, with the idea of Jesus being the lamb. Going all the way back to the book of Genesis, uh, when Abraham is ready to, to sacrifice Isaac, Isaac asks, where's the lamb? Where's the lamb? Well, John the Baptist answers for us the answer to that question when he says, behold, the lamb of God. And so we know that Jesus is the lamb, that he was slain. It was his death that brought life, that, that covered over the sins of the world. He is the lamb. Now, this, this image of this lamb here is really unusual. A lot of symb symbolic um, images on top of the lamb here. He has seven horns, seven eyes, uh, and he takes the scroll out of the hand of God. He is the only person in, in these scenes who is able to approach the throne of the Father. And so he takes the scroll because he is worthy. The 24 elders each have a harp and they're holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. Now, I like that verse. That's really cool to me. Remember, we think that the, the 24 elders represent um, humanity, or specifically maybe the church and um, the people of God in Israel. And so, at representing humanity, we see that they're holding golden bowls, and in these bowls are incense. You would expect incense. We see that in the tabernacle and in the temple worship, that there was incense um, there. But in this case, this incense is the prayers of God's people. The idea of incense was that it sent a, a sweet-smelling fragrance into uh, the, the nostrils of God. That was the idea in Old Testament worship. But in this case, it is the prayers of God's people that rise up before the Father as a sweet-smelling fragrance. This is really cool to me because this is the, the one thing in heaven that, uh, that we are participating in right now as we pray. Uh, we are filling up those bowls of incense. It also makes me think about what our prayers are like. You know, I, I don't know that those bowls should be full of incense of me just praying for my own uh, well-being and my, for my own uh, prosperity and stuff like that. I think these prayers are specifically the prayers of God's people when they have prayed, Father, let your kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven. Those type of prayers are the prayers right now that are being ultimately answered here in the book of Revelation. All right, here's the worship. So as, as all of this happens, he says that they join together in worship before the Lamb. And they sang us new songs saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because, here's the reason, you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. And I love that image right there. I love the fact that this gospel movement is a worldwide movement, that it takes into it every part of humanity, the vast variegated 
view of humanity and all of our and all of our the glory that God has given us and it brings it together in the church and purchased by Jesus Christ and then here's what it goes on to say you have made them to be a kingdom and priest to serve our God and they will reign on the earth um, and then the camera backs out if you will on this scene of heaven and, uh, and John focuses on the bigger picture. As, he, as the camera moves back, he sees this. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. In other words, symbolically, he's saying these angels could never be counted. It's be, they're beyond number. They encircle the throne and the living creatures uh, and elders in a loud voice are saying, and here's the worship continuing. And what is the song? Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And if you're counting, yes, that is seven uh, points of praise as the sevenfold praise because the lamb is worthy. It's, a, it's a, an utterance of the worthiness of Jesus. And then, um, then the camera backs out and even farther beyond the scope of just heaven alone, uh, he says, then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne, the father and to the lamb together, um, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And if anyone had any question about the deity of Jesus, it should be answered right there. He in, in heaven is worshiped right alongside of the father. Um, this this particular verse right here calls to mind Philippians chapter 2 that says, One day every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So in John's view here, he sees every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth giving praise. And it ends with the four living creatures say, Amen. The elders fell down in worship. That's, a, that's an incredible view, those two chapters that we get to see into the throne room of God, just to, for a glimpse of the unimaginable uh, to see what is going on there. Hey, every week, every day, you have the opportunity to join those creatures, those beings, those elders in worshiping. Even though our worship is imperfect and it's here on earth, hey, we can touch the heart of heaven as evidenced by those prayers that are in those golden bowls. When you worship the Father, He hears, He knows, He receives your worship if it's in spirit and in truth. Let me pray for you. Father, uh, thank you, Lord, for this, this beautiful scene, God, and this beautiful description, God. We want to be worshipers. Teach us to be in awe and in wonder of your majesty and glory and the worthiness of the Lamb who was slain and purchased us, God, and brought, bought us for your glory. Father, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth in our lives and in the world around us and in society. God, let your kingdom grow and spread let this gospel message be known around the world. Father, bless those who today are bringing it and, and bringing worshipers into the fold. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.